Hello. Hello, everybody. How you doing? Hello. Hello, Hello fellow humans. Fellow humans. Okay, that's a very interesting way to start a podcast. <laughs> it's just we're like otherworldly beings. <laughs> well, I don't know. It could be alien. Maybe we are. Maybe we are. <laughs> all right so hello everyone welcome back to put it to the panel episode six uh tonight we have aaron trench from mindfest so let's give it up for aaron tonight for coming on the show hello thank you i think special guest i think you're reaching a bit there but i'll take <laughs> i'll take it <laughs> very special yeah um yeah. So obviously, put it to the panel, just a quick overview for what that is again. So uh, me and Danny like to get some people on, talk a little bit about the music industry, talk about what's going on, what we're listening to, give the advice. You know, it's just a show where we're going to have some fun, talk about what's going on right now and see how we can help people as well. Exactly. So uh, obviously tonight we have Aaron Trent from Mindfest. And Aaron, do you want to kick it off and just kind of give a brief description just for our listeners and viewers, say what Mindfest is and what what we're what you're trying to accomplish there. Okay, uh, Mindfest is a it's a charity music festival, and uh, we're trying to raise money and awareness um, for mental health, um, kind of specifically on mind. Uh, but we're going to be playing around with other charities and things like that. And obviously, there's a lot to mental health. Uh, but basically, what we're just trying to kind of have that in the music scene uh, because you know within the arts community um with music there's a very strong link between the two so it kind of uh fits together really well we just want everyone to feel like there's something to come together for um something to look forward to something to talk about all year we need that awareness out there for mental health so yeah that's pretty much uh, what we are brilliant how long have you been um, running this festival then um, this next one will be the second one. We started last year. Um, it's a great launch. Did really well. Um, had loads of awesome bands playing. Um, but I've been doing, kind of did the Not Punk Fest a couple of years before that. Uh, and then before that, I had a bit of a break, but I was doing just odd gigs and things. But it's all kind of been leading up to this, really. Um, I just, yeah. I didn't know when I was going to start it. Um, but kind of, you know, there was a catalyst in my life that kind of inspired it to happen yeah that's awesome yeah well well you know we definitely appreciate that and um especially for the mind foundation i mean i can speak for myself and i know i can speak as well for danny we're both people that have suffered with uh mental illness in the past and you know when you need help you need help and sometimes you don't know when you need it so it's great that you put down something to pretty much raise some awareness for the cause and also raise some money for something brilliant that's you know in the end was going to become something brilliant like human life you know yeah yeah, yeah. well there's nothing better Sweet. really <laughs> <laughs> perfect so how did you get in touch with that found do you have a close like um connection with the mind foundation then i mean to big to begin with um not at all really um just kind of uh you know i sent them an email saying, look, I'm thinking about doing this. So that's great. You can sign up because, uh, there's, you know, there's loads of festivals, loads of kind of uh, charities and fundraising going on by lots of people. So they just kind of sign up on the Mind website. You can do anything from like gaming, um, you know, for any festivals, uh, you know, this press up challenge thing uh, people are doing. Um, so you just do that. And last year I spoke to them a bit and let them know how I was getting on. Um, this year I'm speaking to them a lot more. I'd, I'd like it if we could... Uh, kind of link together a lot more and and see what we can do to work together to make it more successful. I wonder Perfect. if in the future maybe they could like sponsor a stage or something. That would be really cool kind of thing. I mean, that's, yeah, that's my dream really. If I can get mine to kind of endorse me as much as that, that, that would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's perfect. Um, I guess, you know, a lot for a lot of people as well, like, this year has especially been quite tough for some people, obviously, with coronavirus. It's not just been tough, you know, on the festival and gigs and bands and that sort of thing. But I'd say that people in this time right now, thinking about, like, mind and stuff, they're experiencing, like, some people are experiencing depression and anxiety for the first time. Mm -hmm. And for that, it can be very scary. So I really do appreciate what you're doing. And, 
you know, bringing some kind of, what's the word, bringing some attention to the cause because like when I had depression, I didn't know who to turn to. So it's always good to have, and when I, I turn to Samaritans in the end and other, you know, help from other places. Um, but, you know, it's good to raise some awareness for the Mind Foundation. Absolutely. I mean, different people suffer in different ways and some people will go to their friends and family straight away and other people won't want to confide in those people. They'll think, you know, for various reasons, either that they feel embarrassed, which they really shouldn't do, or whether it just feels like maybe I know a lot of people, what they struggle with is they see that other people that are friends and family with are struggling with their mental health. So they're like, I don't really want to put my problems on them, but I think if you all talk together and talk through it, then you, you kind of, you know, you're half in that burden with each other and, you know, you're not actually making their lives worse. You're giving them a, an opportunity to help you, which will help them in return. Yeah. 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 I think, uh, I think Rob's kind of hit the nail on the head with that one though. This year in particular, and you know, everything going down with coronavirus, um, especially uh you know where you know obviously for everybody but musicians uh, and performers losing their their platform um and you know and one of the most important parts of their you know their career um you know i can't speak for everybody but definitely mentally you know that's had an effect on me because obviously that's part of a huge part of my life um suddenly just gone uh you know being able to play shows and, you know, and we had some cool stuff lined up, like we were going to be playing uh, The Junction in Cambridge. We had um, Pop Punk Pile Up, um, yeah. sorry, Pile Up Festival. Um, <laughs> and we were really looking forward to that. And, uh, you know, and then obviously that got postponed. And it just, it does, you know, it does take its toll because you, yeah, you still have like all the stuff you can do from home and you can still somewhat like catch up with your bandmates, but it's, you know, kind of more online. Obviously lately that's kind of, eased up a bit and now physically you can sort of get together with you know with restrictions but you have all that side of things but i would be completely lying if i said that like the you know being able to play shows and that kind of aspect from it um being taken away is a huge huge hit um yeah i I mean i completely feel how you feel i mean i've I've been playing in the band um i kind of got out of it for a while because i've started a family but then got back into it last year and then kind of managed to play two shows and then you get hit and it's kind of like, I got the bug back, you know, you get itchy, you're finding that outlet. It's it's your therapy. You know, every time you yeah. write a song, it's therapy. Every time you record a song, it's therapy. You play live shows. That's like the greatest bit of therapy that a musician can probably, probably have. So to take that away from artists, um, you've taken a lot of way. And I think a lot of people have done really well, you know, to say that we're sensitive to it um, yeah. probably more than most. Um, we've we've found ways you know artists have found ways to connect with their fans they've found ways to keep carrying on with music and that's the great thing about artists and creatives is that they'll always find a way to get their art out there and to you know that do yeah for for their therapy it's just so important to them and to also to spread that message to their fans as well yeah for me like this is a time that brings out that you know like the real true passionate musicians and the creatives this is when you know like those could never be more apparent because obviously you have some people who get into the music industry for the wrong reasons and think that it's you know they're going to be this huge like money generating tool and you know and see it as like a money tree when obviously it's the truth couldn't possibly be further from that like yes you know you can be successful financially but it takes a lot of damn hard work to get to that point Mm. um and you know this is kind of make or break time it's been you know that that point of time where it's like right okay well we can either get creative and we can come up with ideas and we can do stuff here and and really like keep things going or we can just flounder and you know and do nothing and then it gradually all sort of fades away and then that's when you find the difference between the people who like this is their everything and then the people who like you know this was just kind of like a you know a meal ticket if you like Mm-hmm. yeah definitely yeah i mean in my case with my band kind of obviously we're very passionate about music we love it but kind of in our position and our life we're it's not something that we're like kind of aiming to make money out of at the moment so it's not hit us as hard because it, it's hit as harder as kind of friends and yeah. not being able to spend that time together mm. and write that music together um 
obviously at some point it would be nice to kind of see things coming in but i think we're a long way off that um but i do really feel for the for the musicians that have had to go through that financially um, yeah you know that's taken a hit on them and thankfully things have been put into to motion now to hopefully help that so that, that was good it took a lot of convincing the government but it it, it happened yeah 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 and i mean i totally get where you're coming from um uh, like even for myself like i've been with a few too many since officially since like november of last year and we've i think i've only played oh was it three gigs with you guys isn't it danny yeah and the last gig was on like was the weekend before lockdown which was and it was my birthday and it was an amazing show and we and i just had all these thoughts in my head of like you know there's so much that we can do that you know we're you know we're going to be going to the studio soon we're going to record yeah. and as i said i've got that bug back and i hadn't you know i'd left my old band about you know eight months before and for at least two years before that i hadn't felt you know like i enjoyed it anymore yeah. and then suddenly you know back into it and I'm, yeah well, this is good we you know it's going to be a really good year it's going to be good for gear for gigging and everything like no one saw this coming <laughs> i know right. Right. I, and you know for every there must have been like most people i know a lot of people say every year this is my year but there was so many people i don't know what it was about the year 2020 but so many people were like 2020 is my year and it was like so many people were saying that feeling it thinking it the energy was there um, yeah it's almost like the universe when nope. slow down you're all <laughs> yeah <laughs> calm down it's not happening this year mate save it for next year so but uh it hasn't stopped people working on music I, I know i've written a lot of music this year um and you know what it's like when it builds up and you start yeah. thinking god i've got like 10 songs on a you know back catalog here kind of a, a month yeah um so like yeah. <laughs> well yeah you've a- kind of, sorry yeah you've kind of got like a couple of albums stowed away and then you just yeah. kind of wait in to then work on that it, it was a wake-up call for us in that sense as well because we, uh, you know, we were supposed to be in the studio in April um, and now here we are in August and, you know, like, yeah, we're going in in a couple of weeks and, oh, my God, it's a long time coming. Um, but, you know, we, we were all prepared to go in in April. Like Rob said, we just had that gig. We were on a massive high. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, life got turned completely upside down and we were like, is there even a future of music? Like, what? what is yeah. happening right now I know. yeah um, i think i think a lot of people probably ended up buying like uh microphones and kind of logic and things like that i think that happened quite a lot um, yeah i know yeah. i did uh, not that i can use it yet but i'm having a go um <laughs> but uh, you can't really beat the studio can you in their experience um but yeah no. we all booked, i think we all booked in june uh for the studio again to finish off our ep and uh, i think um we had the option to go down I think it was that time that it was like, yeah, this is, it was like kind of really last minute or like we haven't practiced since February or there's no way yeah. on earth. Even if you like practice on your own, it's just not the same. We're not going into the studio and kind of half in a recording. Yeah. So we kind of put it back a bit. I think we're recording as yeah, next month, September. So we're looking forward to getting back and yeah, that's going to be really nice. I think um, a bit of advice that I can give out to some of the viewers out there is something that we've been doing as in a few too many is that so we're me and Danny are going back into the studio in a week just over a week so um a week tomorrow and we haven't seen each other like in a band setting like we i think we met we met up for your birthday danny but yeah um we haven't been in a band setting since march like the week after which i think was like the march 14th and then uh, no, it was like it was no. I think it was like the March twelfth, and then like a few days later, we get into lockdown. Yeah. Um, and obviously, we haven't had time to practice, and you know, we're going to be going into the studio to you know record a new EP. And it's like, you know, you feel it's going to be impossible. But the best thing I can suggest to anyone out there is, you know, obviously get to demoing, you know, as from your own sort of home studio. But just practice, like practice, 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 even without your bands. Yeah. Like listen to a small recording of the song and then record yourself even on your phone. Just like if you're a singer, record yourself singing. If you're a guitarist or a drummer, or whatever, record yourself. No matter how, what device it is, record yourself doing it. Because then you can listen back to yourself 
I think, oh, okay, so I do that there. I didn't realize I do that there. I shouldn't really do that, or I can improve there. What's it going to sound like this way? Like doing that is tenfold better than just sitting at home with, yep. with you know, packet crisps watching Netflix. <laughs> yeah. You, know? yeah, you, do, you can do yeah. that before and after, and maybe during sometimes, but yeah. 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 Um, I know we always record like you know live practices and things so we've got like reference points so we can go in that practice like minute four four, four minutes and like 50 seconds you played a wrong riff there just make sure you play that right and kind of and then he sends and then you know Adam my guitarist would like send me his guitar bit like yeah that's sounding better that's great so yeah. it's just kind of making sure that because you've got to be confident with yourself but confident with each other as well you want to go in and you want to feel like you've got it not go in and think oh god you know because studio exactly. time is precious so you just gotta you know. yeah it costs money like you don't want to be wasting that at all um no. you know following on from what rob said tomorrow will be the first time that the five of us have been in a room for like physical band practice you know since before lockdown which is terrifying and exciting at the same time <laughs> yeah um, and you know and then like he says you know in a, in a week's time we're in the studio um so it's like a, a mixture of nerves and excitement i mean the you know the side of me that's missed all of this beyond belief is like itching to get back in there and like yeah. make the most of every single second um and then the other half is like okay well it has to be perfect like you, you know you cannot half-ass anything as you say yeah uh, and you want to get the very best product so it's like finding that sort of happy medium where you're still prepared enough but you you know like have had to obviously follow the you know follow the guidelines which is what we've done um, and we've been as sensible as we could in our local uh, venue where we would usually practice um unfortunately it's been really hit hard and you know and this kind of hits home the message of how this really affects the small venues mm. and the small business owners because um the guy who runs the uh, the practice space that we use um, is a good friend of ours and he's uh, he runs the community center and that is just you know like hemorrhaging money at the moment because uh, you know community events are you know massively restricted um, when they're happening at all yeah yeah and, um, actually so getting back to mindfest then so had you had planned a mindfest 2020 or was it always going to be 2021 no, it was supposed to be November. It was November the first year, and then obviously, the, you know, to have it then the year after. Um, funny thing, like November is that's my birthday month, and uh, initially it was supposed to be kind of like a, a little birthday gig, and it got out of hand. Um, but um, yeah, so I'm quite happy with the move to April. Really, the weather's better. Um, it's like kind of pre-festival season, so it'd be nice as kind of one of those kind of festivals that kind of kicks it off it's a little bit early um but it'd be nice to kind of showcase bands that are going to be playing you know the bigger festivals yeah. um you know we've got sponge and like that you know they're playing slam dunk um so it's kind of like kind of showcasing kind of that's what i want my fest to be like the headliners that we have i want to be like the bands that are kind of opening up you know yeah festivals like download and, and slam dunk and then kind of the other bands i want to draw from that you know grassroots unsigned scene um because I'm, I'm really about that you know it, as a unsigned band myself and just kind of nurturing young bands and bands that you know you you see them and you think wow these guys are going to be huge and i just kind yeah. of want to help help them on their way and kind of help them and because there's so many bands that could be huge but just don't get the opportunities so it'd be nice if Mindfest can grow in a way where I can kind of take a band and say look you know come and play Mindfest and that platform can help them can help us and if we're all helping each other that's you know it's pretty good stuff yeah I totally totally get it and you know to be playing with a band you know just like Sponge is fairly big like Sponge have got quite a big roster on themselves they've got loads of you know plays on lots of streaming platforms and stuff like that yeah. so to be able to say oh yeah i'll play them the festival with sponge or uh, you know i'll play them the festival with xyz mm. it's just you know means so much more you know absolutely i mean sponge it's this consistency you know they've been going for years and years and years consistently releasing banger after banger you know they're just a great band and 
to have gone around the circuit that long if they last this long they know what they're doing as well um, yeah and obviously they're touring with like bands like real big fish so they've they're just they're just a great band i was so stoked when you know they agreed to play because um, that was you know that was a big moment for me I'm, I'm wanting my fest to grow and that just felt like you know a, a good step um not to kind of say any of the any of the other bands on the lineup aren't important because they really are they're really important um but you do have you know that tier system in in the music scene and it's nice to kind of reach out and kind of grab one so hopefully i can inspire others to kind of you know help us out totally i absolutely agree um actually on that how did you manage to get sponge to agree to play then is it um did you have connections there or did he just reach out um you, you know you go onto a band's page and you find like the management details you find the management emails and you start emailing and then you just hope you get an email back um a lot of the times especially with like the bigger bands um you, you're not really going to get a reply um unless you're like a known you know agency or a known promoter um it's it's quite hard um i've had i've sent out probably thousands of emails and that's not even exaggerating i probably get probably like 10 to 20 back maybe um but you just got to keep plugging keep going they'll notice it and then at some point they'll get back to you if somebody thinks it's a good fit then they uh, you know then they respond especially if they think it's a networking networking opportunity that's uh, you know that is going to go two ways mm. um a two-way street um and i have to say actually having it in uh, in in april i think you've hit the sweet spot there because i think that is going to be very much when like the the um, you know the music community and live music has kind of healed enough that people are going to be absolutely gagging to get back out there and you know and play shows and go to shows um so i think yeah i think you like hit right in the uh, in the sweet spot there I mean, the music scene is going to be absolutely thriving around that time. It's going to be a bit of a double-edged sword. It's going to be nice for them to see the music scene so lively, but I, I, there's going to be a lot of events everywhere, yeah. everywhere. So I'm just hoping it doesn't kind of go too crazy, and then you're going to have less people going to each event because then that's going to destroy the music scene because each event, each promoter, each band yeah. are going to have less people coming to the event. So. I can't certainly tell people to not put an event on, but <laughs> don't do it in April. Um, yeah. but no. <laughs> Stay back. <laughs> every time I see, because you see all like the rescheduled shows, and every time I see a rescheduled show, and I'm looking at a date going, God, please don't be April 24th. Please don't be April 24th. I think Neck Deep rescheduled, and I was like, I dodged a bullet with that one. Um, I think that's either the start of April or something. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, like last year, um, it was quite last minute. I think it was like the month or two months before, um, as it is, got announced to play next door, like literally a, a two-minute walk next door. And then I was like, right, well, that, that's my walk-in's gone. Um, but, you know, that's just the way the music scene is. It's, it's yeah. Especially, I don't know what other cities are like. I've not been to many cities for music. Uh, but not Nottingham music scene, it's all over the place. So many venues, it's, it's, it's beautiful, really. Yeah, I mean, I've been to Nottingham, uh, I mean, I've played Nottingham a few times, but I've been to Nottingham quite a few times to see bands. And, like, it was when, like, uh, I think it was, like, 2013 or 2014 when it was Hit the Deck Festival with Don Broco. And the, your venues are so close to each other. It's insane. I know. Like, it's, it was, like, yeah. <laughs> you closed, like, four streets or something. And it was like, oh, such and such band is going to be on in a minute. And it wasn't like, which stage do we go to? It's like, right down the road, to the left, and you're there. <laughs> yeah, you, your venues are so close to each other; it's insane. Like, and um, you know, it's it's really it's really nice to see like some of the support that the community has over there. So I'm getting more and more excited for Mindfest of next year, and as of the bands I've seen coming up already, you know. Like I'm a I'm a little bit of a mini fan of you know thrashed like love those oh, guys yeah, trash, yeah. Yeah. yeah trash that's it sorry <laughs> <laughs> it's because, I'll tell you why you got confused because their logo like it's reminds me heavily of like the Thrasher logo so in your, <laughs> yeah you're like thrash <laughs> the the I, the bands I've got booked already I just couldn't believe kind of agreed to play 
um with like the first year as well you know the bands that are wanting to come and play that you know that they do really well and a charity festival could be like one or two things it can be something that people kind of stay away from because oh it's a charity festival i don't really want to play a charity festival um i'm trying to point it the other way i want it to be the charity festival that everyone wants to play um yeah. there's you know i'm i'm ambitious i know that it's got a lot of feeling behind it a lot of energy and i just know that it can just grow yeah yeah no, going back to how close the venues are in nottingham it's great when there's like a big event on um you know they have like several a year run by dhp and uh, you know, other people that the multi-venue festivals in nottingham are just amazing because there's just music everywhere and there's so many yeah. awesome venues so i'm hoping for mindfest to grow we're at Bodega and Rough Trade at the moment, uh, but it would be nice to kind of expand on that and get some more venues in. Uh, just it was, you know, it'll expand the whole thing, get more people talking about it. Well, speaking yeah. of growing, um, obviously you're collaborating with the brilliant Alex Plays Punk. Um, how did how did that come about? Because obviously, you know, she's a huge promoter of uh, underground bands. Um, so that's, you know, got to be helping in terms of traction as well. Uh, we're extremely like-minded um she's a good mate we've, we've grown as mates i mean I, I think she got in contact with me uh just before you know the first Mindfest, and kind of we were talking and i was like you know why don't you come up it'd be great for you to come up and then it kind of you know the rest is history she's, she's the work she does on her on her show promoting uh grassroots promoting these these bands so uh, we've got that kind of same head on that we want to help these bands um, yeah. to, to work together with her is, is brilliant. She's, she's got the ability and the passion to go really far in the music scene. So yeah, hopefully she, like someone picks her up because yeah, she's great. Absolutely. Yeah. I've, I've seen, you know, for the last few weeks, her, her show has been charting as well, which is, is, is awesome. It's yeah. I mean, the bands that she's got on there and the music, it's, it's it's a massive show. It really is. Um, I think it's uh it's, it's on right now, or it's just finishing in a bit. Or um, so you need to go over to her page and actually you can listen back to it. I think it's on Mixcloud or something like that. But if you go to Alex Holcomb's page, Alex plays punk, you'll find a link. You can listen back to it, and there's just always quality music on there. Exactly. Perfect. Do it. Um, I feel bad though because like she go, you know, she shouts out the show, uh, the the, uh, the the festival on the show. And there's that many bands, you know, there's hundreds of bands kind of emailing to be on MindFest. And I feel awful because I've got to be like allergy to the shortlist, but it's like a pretty big shortlist. Um, and it's really hard making decision of yeah. who to actually put on the lineup. And there's so many things to consider. Like if you put in on a show or a f especially a festival and you've got several stages, you can't put on 10 pop punk bands because you know, you, you're going to struggle to get people, you, you know, they've got the same interest. If they all sound like neck deep, then, but they're on like three different stages. Yeah. Like, who are people going to go and see? You know, you, you know, should I go and see that band or that band? You know, I want to try and, I hate clashes as much as an yeah. expert. And I want to try and eliminate that as best as I can. I want to mix up the genres. I, you know, I want a metal band playing the same time as a pop punk band. And I'm not saying people can be not be into both because I've got a really vast uh, music taste. I go from like the Frozen soundtrack to Slipknot, you know. <laughs> so um, <laughs> um, you should cover that. You should cover one of those songs, by the way, guys. You, you'd we should cover it. like a Frozen song in the style of Slipknot, you know. Yes, yes, that's what I'm talking about. That'd be great. You know, like Let It Go, you know. <laughs> or um, yeah. what's that one that Brendan Urie did? I really like that one, actually. Oh, into, yeah, the into the Unknown. Now that's a banger. That's an absolute... That, that Panic version is just next level. His range is just insane. It's ridiculous. If He's I can have it. anyone's voice, it'd be his voice because he just... He's got the voice of an angel. I mean, yeah. like... I'm, I'll be honest. I'm not. A, I'm not a Panic of the Disco fan. Yeah. Um, but carry on. <laughs> <laughs> um, my girlfriend absolutely loves them. But then when I see, when I saw them live at Reading Fest, no, it was Leeds Festival a few years ago, and I'm blown away. Like I am blown away by him. It's like, mm -hmm. whoa! He's got an amazing voice. He's an amazing group. You know, mm -hmm. like group of musicians that they have as behind him is amazing. I think I've never really just got onto the bandwagon. I really just need to like 
sit down and listen. But you know, it's you like do. there's so you much, <laughs> so much out there at the moment. Yeah. And I try to yeah. I, my, my music taste is a little bit more underground, so mm-hmm. I like to listen to bands that no one's heard of. But uh, I, I get yeah. that. I get that. That's good. It helps like festivals like Mindfest. So that's that's good to have a, a taste like that. I like yeah. to pick. I like to pick from like kind of both both trees. I'm um, like. Obviously, your classics like Green Day and Blink and Offspring, you know, still massively just listening to them like I'm 12. Yeah. And then, like, you know, I just find all these bands to listen to now. It's great. I mean, I, I think you asked me to kind of tell you kind of a band that I've been listening to this week, but I just can't nail down one band that I listen to. <laughs> There's so much we'll music. And every person who sends me an email to listen to their band, I swear to God, I, I listen to every single song. So not every single song by them, but like one or two songs like, yeah, yeah, yeah. by that band. Just to get a feel and like I'll have them in my car and it's not a decision I'll make in a few days. It's kind of like after a week or two, after I've been listening to them, I go, okay, yeah, definitely there's a space on Mindfest for them. But I think it's when I've already got like kind of, you know, there's quite a few bands on the on the lineup already. If I've got a band that they sound too similar to them, um, then that's, I, I've got to kind of make the decision, kind of add another band like that. Or yeah. is that, is it, are they going to like kind of equal each other out? I've got to agree with that. Um, and it's very easy to like fall into the, oh my God, like, because I'm like a massive fan of bands like Blink and Sum 41 and Green Day. And I like sort of made the mistake when, I, I don't know if you've uh, heard a hometown festival, but that's like a little mm-hmm. one that I put on in Cambridge. Um, and I fell into the trap the first year that I threw that of like, oh my God, all these bands sound like Blink. It's amazing. And then, you know, ended up putting them all on on the same day. And then obviously, you you know, the the attendance sort of falls off the wagon as the day goes on because there's only so long that people, uh, you know, can can listen to Blink, which um, in my case could be 24 hours, but for most people, probably yeah. not. Um, and, yeah, I think having that kind of variety, um, you know, e- even if it's like, not like a massive variety, but still just enough a variety that it like covers spans the whole genre rather than like is is kind of niche. Then mm. it yeah. breaks it up a bit, and it's it's nice to have that you know that that kind of change. Yeah, I'm like you because you know, when I first start booking these things, I am looking for like my personal direct personal taste. It's a bit biased, but like you know the bands I'm going for, I'd be like I love that band, I want that band to play the first year i got a load of bands that i loved and i was like i can't wait to see them all and then if anyone's ever run a, a festival it's a bit different to like a you know a, a not just a, a, a one-off show yeah. you are running around as a promoter you know you've already done loads of work it should already be okay but you're running around and you see probably about 30 seconds of each band which yeah. is got in for me so i think the only thing i'd like to do is probably enjoy it yeah hired <laughs> yeah. someone to be me for the day and yeah. then i can actually enjoy all the bands um a bit more but I, I am gonna i'm gonna try and find a way that i can at least get, sit through one or two songs of like the bands that are, that are playing well we've got a question here from uh here we go from uh, josh from who saves the hero and Great band. Uh, there we go it's a good question how do you submit to the festival um, you submit, um, there's, a, there's an email address that's on there, or you can send a um, a message direct to Mindfest or on the Instagram. Just drop it in anywhere, really, and then I'll probably just give you the email address. So if you DM me in anywhere, like Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, it's all Mindfest Knots. Um, so at Mindfest Knots, uh, you can find us pretty much anywhere. Um, drop us a DM. It's Aaron at jb, uh, uk um but uh yeah it's it's easy to find everywhere awesome perfect on that actually josh like i'd love to get you on the show as well at some point because i'd love to have known how you managed to get on the last fans warp tour how yeah dream come true as well like i need to praise you and i need to forever (laughs) give you a hug because he wore my old band's t-shirt on the day he played that's pretty cool. Sweet. That's awesome. So, which is like, Josh, I'll never, I'll, I will never, ever, ever stop loving you because of that. But uh, <laughs> um, I did actually want to just run through the bands that are actually playing um, Mindfest just to kind of get everyone, give them their shout out as well. And then okay. from that, see 
you know, I don't want to go into why did you choose these people? Because like, we yeah. don't want to, you know, it's obviously because of your only like taste or what, you know, people want to hear. Um, but I'm just going to run through quickly. Like, so obviously got a few too many, which is us. You want Fox, Bloodsport, Figure 09, uh, Break Fates, Autumn Fires. Autumn Fires, actually. Danny, do you remember uh, all of the Ashley Falls? Yes. yes. The guitarist of Ashley Falls, the lead guitarist, and his girlfriend are in that band. Oh, that's awesome. So they're really that's good, really cool. and they're really good going somewhere now. Uh, Racing Glue, obviously, our very own Aaron. Um, a bit biased team. with that one, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How to get on Mindfest, being Aaron's band, you'll definitely play it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, sorry. Home Truths, amazing. Love them guys. Yeah, I really like uh, that. Trashed, you know, like, I will be a little That's girl. Like- Green Day, Sum 41, you've got a mix of They've got that proper nostalgic punk rock. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Downcast, Yikes, Thousands, Thousands, and Sponge. Downcast, so, amazing band as well. Oh, yeah. They really are. They're, they're, those two, I booked them at, I think, the same time. Um, I saw them both. And just, I just wowed, really. That kind of just... That, that nostalgia just kind of pumping through me. So just, yeah, yeah. I, I had to get those guys on. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Like, when I first saw the line, lineup come up, I was like, first reaction was, wow, we're on it. Fuck yeah. And then I read up, and then I read up the list and I was like, we're on it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still not. Also, like, you look at the poster, I'm still not really sure on, like, kind of set order, lineup order, because... Like a lot of the bands that I choose are kind of at the same level, and like I, the first year I'd like I won't mention any names, but like kind of bands were like should I be higher up, and kind of like it's so hard to place bands. I mean, yeah. you can do it. You can do it in a various different ways. It's like you know who's been played on Koran, who's had features, you know who's done tours, which which bands. But it's so hard to actually figure out what level they're all on who has that pull as well is a really interesting thing because quite often you you know you think that a certain band is going to have more pull than another and then actually somebody who plays earlier in the day suddenly absolutely takes you by surprise i mean that's happened to me mm-hmm. and it's like wow well you know i'm gonna put them as a headliner in the future like you know some people just they come along they play a set and mm-hmm. literally capture the attention of every single person in the room you just get Absolutely. those bands. it's awesome i mean any one of those bands you know by the time that festival comes could be proper famous like you know massive and it's, any one of those bands could be um so you know and the other point is is that if you've got a band that you've put on earlier on on one stage you've done that because you've got a similar band on later on in another stage you don't want them to clash so if a band's feeling like you know, why am I this low down? It's probably, it's done for some reason. It's done to try and yeah. get the best for you, you know, as a band, because the festival's about mental health. The festival's about getting music to people, but it's about the bands and giving them a platform. And yeah. I want them to have the best crowd that they can have. Yeah. I think the best- I'm probably, sorry. Oh, sorry, Danny, you go ahead. I was just going to say, I think I'm probably in a minority here, but I've never really, you know, some bands get really funny about uh, posters and like the size of their logo and the font and things like that. And obviously we've heard dramas on like TMZ and bloody, you know, Kerrang and and you have these articles come up. And I think there's been a few like where bands have been on tour and they're not happy with the placement uh, of their name. For me, that's just personally, I, I would never really like care about that kind of thing. Like I just, I'm grateful to, you know, to be involved in it in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it's just important that everybody kind of like shows that support to one another. Um, and it, instead of getting lost in the sort of like, oh, well, your logo is bigger than mine sort of, you know? You know, a lot yeah. of the times, um, yeah, everyone I think will know, uh, well, most people I know Lawrence, Lawrence Crow, you know, he's the yeah. designer. I've been working with him now. He's amazing. He's really great. I hope he wants to work with me forever because that guy is just, oh, he's got it. But like a lot of the times I think it's like 
trying to figure out where the logo should go because of their shape or the way they are. It's like, where do they fit on the poster? So yeah. more, it's sometimes it's more about what your, what your logo is and how that's going to fit in with the other logos and trying to figure yeah. that out artistically. Uh, so it doesn't look a mess. Um, I think later on, you know, you've got big festivals like download leads, you know who the headline bands are and you know which yeah. bands have just kind of be typed out at the bottom because, you know, they're the new bands coming in. Yeah. Whereas Mindfest, you're, they're all awesome. So it's like, I'd, if I had to put any of them in just like type, I'd feel really awful because it's like, you know, obviously, you know what I mean? yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? Like if you, everyone else had their logos and then it was just kind of like a few too many just typed out at the bottom, just kind of, you know, in like aerial or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> comic sans yeah, yeah. Yeah, brilliant <laughs> um yeah i totally get you and i think i mean i've seen it so many times in the past with bands who get really annoyed about where they're like put in the lineup like not just for festivals but for normal gigs as well mm-hmm. and you know i i'm not i'm not i'm not even going to be one that says i've never done that because yeah i've done that but then yeah. What I've learned from that, and I really wished people would take on board, is that it doesn't matter where you are in the lineup. Like, mm. if you're a band trying to make it, trying to get something out of yourself, it doesn't matter where you are on the day. Like, put on a good show. Like, mm. it yeah. doesn't matter. Put on a good show, and then whoever does see you, whether it be a few people who just wander through the door, or other bands, or the promoter, or you know, the venue itself then you have all of that uh you know that you have all of that that you've just gained so you've gained not just a few new fans but you've gained playing a different place playing a new experience playing to other Mm -hmm. bands playing to the venue you know there's so much more there which is so much more valuable yeah definitely a big audience is not valuable at the end of the day like everyone wants it like, like, I would love to, you know, turn up to a few too many gig and there's people crawling out the door, you know, mm. like, sorry, not crawling out the door because that would be bad. <laughs> uh, like, help, get me away from this. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, the other way, the other way. Yeah. Other way, other way, like rewind, yeah. Um, crawling in the room, crawling yeah. in the room. Yeah, Craw- like, crawling over seats, yeah. you know, shouting, you know, uh, Bobby, I love you, you know, have my children. Um, everyone would love that, but then if the thing is, the if, dream, you know, the dream. if you put on a shit show and you put on a bad show, yeah, you play to all those people who probably loved it, but the venue didn't like it, you know, the promoter yeah. might not have liked it, yeah. so they're not going to invite you back, and means you won't get another show. So, like, the Absolutely. best thing I can just suggest is even if you get into, like, I've played to one man and his dog before, and then the guy left. Yeah. So <laughs> even if yeah. it's just one person you're playing to, that's one new fan you got. Put on a good show. Have some fun. Yeah, absolutely. Make sure you're yeah. having some fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With like Mindfest, yeah, with Mindfest being what it is, with kind of you know a lot of bands are breaking through now, and but my job is with the bands that I pick is to make sure that people know who they are. That on the day they know which bands they want to see. Not oh, it's a load of bands I don't know. I'm doing like everything I can, Spotify playlists, which I need to push and find ways to get people to listen to that. Um, but like I, I, more than anything, being on this festival is me trying to get people to know who you are. And when you come to Nottingham, I want people like not just from Nottingham, from around the whole country. It'd be amazing if people traveled for it, but to get people to know who you are and to know who you are on the day. And I want them like singing your lyrics back to you. You know, I want, I want to find you, your fans. I want, you know, I want, Mindfest to be just for everyone, really. The fans, the bands, I want it to be good for everybody. And, you know, the whole mental health message is that we are together in this. Fans, bands, we're just one big family and we're just doing music and it's it's just awesome. Can nice. agree more with that. I love that. I absolutely love that. All right. So what's the for Mindfest? Obviously, we've got 2021 coming up. Mm-hmm. Do you have any other big plans or things? Well, where do you want this to go? Like 20, let's talk Mindfest 2025, you know? Mindfest 2025, yeah. if it could be in like a, a, you know, outside festival like Slam Dunk or Download, 
on a smaller scale probably then that'd be nice and if i'm reaching like bands like i don't know like as it is and yeah. you know you know and like um you know i'd love boston manor on i'm a big fan of boston manor i think they're amazing um and you've got bands like creeper and neck deep yeah. if i could get neck deep to play my festival that's kind of like you know that's the level and then if i can get like the offspring to fly over that'd be great but you know i've got i've got massive ambitions i've got you know i want to take it as far as it will go basically and i think so it will 2050 uh <laughs> first festival on the moon <laughs> sounds great <laughs> if we're not in the moon by like 2030 at least yeah. i'll be surprised yeah uh, but yeah just yeah at this rate the coronavirus will be on the moon at, you oh, know God. 2022 yeah <laughs> <laughs> no that's absolute you know i t- couldn't agree more like you need to keep on your twin for the stars and get as much as you can out of it and i love that little plan there i mean you know, even when you said about you know if you could get next deep on brilliant like I remember thinking to myself ages ago, because I tried to do a little bit of promotion work myself years ago, and I thought, oh, I'd love to get like neck deep one day or something like that. And then thinking, it's really impossible. It'll be, you know, it's not, it, we wouldn't be able to get back. And then I remember seeing that they were playing Godiva Festival in, was it Coventry? And that's a free festival to go to. Mm. And I was just like, how the hell? Yeah. Who the hell booked that? And then you just made me think it's not impossible to book neck deep. Like mm-hmm. it's not impossible to book you know, book Blink One Eight Two or Green Day, you know, like Well Rishi is living proof of that. I mean four chord music festival, you know, Blink One Eighty Two is headlining that. Uh and yeah. that's, that's Rishi's festival. Uh for those of you who don't know, that's Rishi from uh, Eternal Boy. Um and he's just done amazing work with that festival. And obviously they had to postpone, managed to get all the same bands back again. Um, wow, but they yeah. go, you know, living proof that it can be done. That's amazing. Um, but yeah, aspirations are high. Um, there's that, you know, and every year that it goes on, the bigger bands that I can get to headline, the more it's going to help the unsigned scene. You know, the more I can get people on these gigs um, that haven't got to that stage where they get invited to play Slam Dunk. You know, they can't get on download. But if I can get Mindfest and get kind of these bigger bands to play, then there's these these younger bands, these, you know, that are, they are ready to break out. They can break out any minute. But if I can put them on that lineup and help them on their way, then that's just what, what's, you know, with a mental health thing. Yeah. And that it's kind of like on par. Love it. Absolutely love it. Perfect. Well, um, I think I want to move into... We did briefly mention it earlier, but I want to move into little segments, uh, if that's okay, Danny. Um, for the what have you been listening to this week? The segment of what have you been listening to? So um, I know you briefly spoke about it uh, earlier, Aaron, and um, I don't mind if you don't necessarily have an answer. Just let let's just figure you know talk through it together. Like what have you been listening to this week? What have you been listening to recently that you'd say has inspired you or you know you want to give a good shout out to you know it doesn't necessarily have to be you know a big band a small band it can be any side you know any release anything i i I mean i I can't really name just one i mean i checked out the machine gun kelly track because um i thought better because people are talking about it with the pop punk scene i give it i give it a listen and it is awesome um i'm 33 years old and I know everyone's saying he got slated by Eminem and that, and but I've listened to his other music and that was good as well. So there's no wrong with the lad. He's he's making amazing music. Yep. Um, yeah, you are so. definitely the target that he's done because <laughs> I, as, as Danny said of it last week, and I was listening back to the podcast, is that this new Machine Gun Kelly stuff that's come out has kind of like transitioned people that like who are into pop punk and rock music into delve into a little bit of what else he's done mm. so it's yes. like kind of combining and those two words and vice versa he's kind of acting as a, a bit of a gateway for for people who are into like the rap scene mm. to now like sort of come across into the into the pop punk scene which is bringing younger we need obviously you know the, the new and the younger generations to get into this form of music because otherwise it's going to die Absolutely, um yeah. people like machine gun kelly being at the forefront of that 
you know it's all well and good for for um you know for people to to get into like the gatekeeping side of things but there's a danger for that that if people get too elitist and too like too much of a like gatekeeper mm. then we'll block off the younger generations from getting into this genre of music and yeah. it'll die when we do and obviously none of us want that so no i mean the pop punk scene has never gone away but it did kind of in the mainstream kind of fall fall back i remember like you know 10 15 years ago uh, before like bands like neck deep were breaking through um it was just yeah it was on its heels and it's come such a long way and there are it's, it's vast you know it's a diverse and there's kind of your, your new pop punk people your old pop punk people your people into a yeah. bit of both um the, the the controversy with blink and then that div, you know that divide of fans you've got the people yeah. who like both of them you've got the people who like old school new school so yeah pop punk people like machine gun kelly and travis bark is doing a big thing to help uh, the pop punk scene and i've always liked that that bit of hip-hop or rap um in with my rock anyway you know bands like lincoln park yeah but, you know new metal uh you know just really flying that um i mean you listen to um something like thousand thoughts stuff and you know you've got some in there so if you check them out you know they've got some amazing bits in there as well and they're flying the flag for for new metal, and they're absolutely smashing it. Um, talk quickly about a figure. Uh, I, I don't know if it's bigger zero nine oh nine. Uh, that obviously, that's you know reference to the Linkin Park song. But uh, he's a great guy. It, he I picked him because of these links to mental health, very heavily lyric lyrical content about mental health. Um, so he's kind of like um, like grime hip hop. But so, I mean. I wanted to really mix it up this year. So if you, if you check that out, um, I've really digressed here guys. Uh, but yeah, I've been, you know, listened to him quite, quite a bit. Um, I've been listening to Wargasm. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard of them. Name does um, ring a bell. It does ring a bell. Yeah. They're, they're bringing new battle back in a big way. It's, it's kind of like, did they play five for five fest, the live festival? I think so. I don't know. Um, maybe there was a lot of live streaming festivals. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I think so. But no, that yeah, they're they're gonna be massive. I think it's probably like a lot of bands. But if it wasn't for this this year, they would have exploded. You know, they were they were set to play download and things like that. So um, I think uh, next year or the tail end of this year, they'll probably explode when the live music scene comes back around because. Like their energy is just incredible. So yeah, I'd love to have them on my fest at some point. That'd be um, awesome. Other than that, like big bands that I've been listening to, I think like I got rid of nostalgic and listened to a load of old school Green Day. Um, so I keep trying to sing really, really high, and I listen to bands like Offspring and trying to sing high, and that doesn't do me any good. So before, especially before a band practice, I like to like warm up with some Green Day because I'm like, this is where you need to be. This is your territory. Don't go higher. Yeah. I'm not surprised, mate. I tried singing Hazy the other day. I was like, what? No way. <laughs> no, I couldn't I can hit that to save my life, mate. Like, <laughs> um, great. You know, there's a very diverse that you've been listening to, so that's really mm -hmm. nice. We'll, we'll definitely add that into the playlist. Um, yeah, Quickly moving on to Danny. What have you been listening to this week? Danny. I have not been listening to a huge amount of underground music this week. Um, I Ooh. There is a band called uh, Lonely Avenue um, who popped up on my Instagram ads. Um, and I cannot for the life of me remember the name of their song, but they like remind me strongly of a mixture of like the story so far. Um, there's a bit of like um i'm trying to think like bury tomorrow in there it's kind of like a, a bit of a mishmash um but really really cool band worth checking out um but mainly actually i've been listening to the new uh state champ songs that have been popping up uh online um and obviously like at the moment it's all the acoustic and stripped back stuff um but for anyone who doesn't know i'm absolutely huge fan of state champs um they're probably like in the same realm as a day to remember for me um and I'm really excited to see what they uh, come out with next. I really like really massively dug uh, living proof. Um, their fa my favorite album was around the world and back. And I'm hoping that 
this next release is going to have uh, you know some some vibes from that maybe a few things from the finer things as well um but like after having heard these new tracks like despite the fact obviously at the moment there's not a huge amount to go on from the electric side um and it's all you know kind of acoustic and stripped back um i could definitely say you know derek hasn't lost it he hasn't lost his type um so i'm really excited to see what what they come out with um and when we do get a full band release um i think they're going to smash it i'm you know i'm pretty confident that's going to be the case so yeah exciting to see what happens yeah, and they're very close in with their community, so I think um, whatever they do is going to be successful. So <clears throat> definitely, that's great. Um, going on to me, two big things, the kind of big releases happened for me this week. So one was the new Biffy Clyro album. Um, and I, know I love pop punk and I love punk music, but Biffy Clyro is kind of like a, it's like home, you know? It's it's going back to you, know, and I kind of felt a little bit going into it. I felt, oh, I don't know, I don't know. Like Biffy Clyro's last album was a bit whack, and you know, like the few songs they released to kind of like hype this album were like semi-tolerable. But then, honestly, listening to the full album, I get it. Like, there seems to be a lot of bands at the moment who are releasing very overproduced music like bigger bands, all this overproduced music, and it's like, oh, no one wants to listen to that. And then you listen to the whole album, and you're like, oh, I get it. Like, it, it makes sense now. Like, you have to listen to the album in the order. Like, I would never think about putting the album on shuffle. Mm. It like, tells a story. So, I, you know, I absolutely love that. So I definitely suggest people to go like that. And then the big one that happened this week, which I put directly to Danny when it came out, because I found that it came out on Spotify, like minutes before it came, after it came out, and they hadn't announced it yet. So I freaked because me and Danny are big fans of Seaway. Yeah. And they released their new song. And obviously, Patrick Carlton's no longer in the band. So it's just a four piece now. Didn't quite know what to think of it. And then, obviously, you know, the single came out, Sirens were on, it's a go, you know. Yeah. And I don't know what you felt about it, Danny, and I don't know if you've heard it, Aaron, but... Big vibe, um, yeah. and it has a big vibe. I definitely miss those dual vocals, which for me is like a huge part of the Seaway sound. I think I can probably get past it, um, and I think I will get used to it and adjust to it. Um, you know, I think it's one of those things that, like, my favourite release will probably be Colorblind, Colorblind sorry for uh you know for the foreseeable um and even vacation was you know was incredible um i definitely missed the dual vocals but i i still think they did a really really good job with it um and i like it and it's on my playlist so you know it's it's a good song um i kind of missed them the first time around i think i don't i probably heard their music um but uh i haven't seen them live uh, i'll check out the new release and i'll i'll look back at the old stuff um because uh, yeah, I, I miss quite a lot of music. I think because I listen to too much nostalgic stuff, I miss so many bands. Uh, so I'm I'm still playing catch up. Um, it's quite hard to to keep up with all the bands that are coming out. <laughs> I tell you what, we went. I went to go see him. Uh, Danny, you went to see him as well, but we didn't really know each other really too well at Slam Dunk in two yep. was it 2019 last year. Yep. Like I was at the front for that. I stood, uh, I'm a huge Seaway fan, and I stood for an hour at the front so that I could get the front, you know, front row, you know? Mm-hmm. And they were absolutely amazing. There were so many people that watched that. It was just, it was just like extraordinary, this, the, you know, the power that came from it. Um, I will say, though, that I haven't really gone to the front of the stage for many shows before, and I kind of, like, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not old, but I'm not young, and like, I'm, you know, I got, to, I got to the front and I forgot what it was like. <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> awful, right? It's probably yeah. you need to be at least probably like two, two lines back, maybe is quite good. Yeah, yeah, because you can yeah. still kind of participate in the mosh pit behind you, and then yeah. still kind of get back to watch the band that you want to watch. I think I managed to get there for Busted because that's my dirty little secret. Um, I love busted. So yeah, I managed to catch that. I think everyone, but I think everyone by by the day pretty much figured out it was busted. So yeah, I got there yeah. um, and managed to check out um, 
hot milk at the same time because they played yeah. the stage next to it. So I was really thankful to have been there to check out hot milk before Busty came on. Because they're yeah, amazing. Yeah. I, I remember trying to get in. I heard them and they just have this really kind of unique uh, you know, unique vibe to them. And then they played Five for Five Fest as well. And then ah, cool. just, yeah, really got into them around the same time, um, you know, that I was massively getting into Stand Atlantic. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, no, fantastic band. I, I saw the uh, the Busted Secret set. I think by the end of the day, everyone was trying to like figure out the, the clue, but I think most people had got it. Um, yeah. And... I think that was probably my my favorite secret favorite set of the entire day uh, because the like in a young teen in me was like oh my god this is amazing I'm at a busted okay. show <laughs> I, I need to say yeah everyone's like everyone kind of keeps it quiet but oh I tell my secret pleasure that I like busted who cares busted yeah. are amazing you know they're incredible they are. they are they are like it doesn't matter like if you like punk and rock and pop punk you like busted yeah <laughs> yeah pretty much like I, i've heard the new mcfly track and like i know mcfly goes into a little bit of a different realm it's fucking it is it's awesome you know yeah like no yeah, one should be scared to be like no I like oh no song. i love mcfly they had an album called radioactive and it was incredible oh, i don't God, quite I just yeah. that um i think was it uh po and um, what was it point of view pov that yeah, song yeah, it's yeah. had like the blink vibes on that song was just incredible just yeah i love that album if no one's checked out radioactive by mcfly get on it because it's it's a punk album yeah no it is yeah, it's, it definitely it's is. They, they do know how to mix all the different vibes like mm -hmm. the acoustic vibe like love is on the radio has mm. got like such a kind of countryish kind of acoustic feel to it, and then you know you've got like Go Radio, uh, not Go Radio. I forget the name of the track now, but it's on Radioactive, um, and yeah, just two complete opposite. And then you've got like Five Colors in Her Hair, which obviously <laughs> everybody will probably know. Yeah, yeah. had a childhood. I, I feel like with um, I feel like with when Five Colors in Their Hair came out, this is just a separate shepherd thing. Like when that song came out, like. My dad, when I was younger, always tried to get me into music and he showed me old, loads of old bands, you know, like Rolling Stones, Prince, The Beach Boys, that sort of thing. And then when Five Colors in, in Your Hair came out, I was going to my friends because I was like young and I was saying, oh, I like how it's kind of got Beach Boys, Beatles vibes sort of thing. And they just looked around and like, what? <laughs> like, it's no fly, you know? And You're not wrong, right? No, no. They've no. got like, the harmonies and the structure from, you know, from those artists. And then the the really cool thing I think about bands like Busted and McFly is that, like, you know, I can't speak to anyone else's experience, but like for me, they were very much a gateway into like Blink and mm. you know into Sum Forty One and Green Day. So I started off, you know, I suppose you could say on the softer stuff, like a bit of Busted, a bit of McFly, but then you know, that kind of evolved into, you know, looking into Blink and looking into Green Day and then going through their back catalogue. And then, you know, the other cool thing was that obviously Busted then got back together, made new music, and there it was so nostalgic. Um, you know, it hit right in the sweet spot as far as, like, pop punk music. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, I've, I've, got, I've got a lot of regrets in my life, like an awful lot of regrets. My single greatest regret is never going to see Mook Busted live, I think. <laughs> You've missed out, son. <laughs> I, I, uh, I saw them from in Northampton, and it was amazing. I bet it's. I really wish I'd have gone. I don't know why I didn't. I think I was just trying to tell myself that I was more punk than that at the <laughs> time, and now I really regret it. So now I full embrace my little girl. Like when they came on, I was like, ah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the the talent of those guys in both the bands it just yeah they're writing and the this the the harmonies just yeah it's great music actually i wish more bands bigger bands would do like what Muckbuster did because i know that just before um chester bennington bennington god bless his old um passed away they were doing something i can't remember who which band it was but they were doing something like that um or had at least planned. I can't remember who it was, but they had something planned. Cool. Uh, it was with Blink. That's what it was. Really? Uh, it was. It was. It was. They were going on tour with Blink, and Blink were. 
they were going to come on some of the songs for Blink, and Blink were going to go. Oh, yeah, Blink that, Park. <laughs> Blinking Park. That, <laughs> that would have been something. That would have been something to see. I did enjoy the collision course, though, with Jay-Z. That was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I wish we'd had more bands do that sort of thing, but, like, more recognisable bands kind of doing that sort of thing at the moment. Yeah. That, I mean, who who would we love to see? Like, I don't know. Green Day and from point one. Yes. <laughs> Yes, green forty-one. <laughs> yes, Danny, you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> anyway, I think that is a good way to kind of uh, finish it up. Actually, yeah. uh, green forty-one. That's a good way, to, and it's a green background. <laughs> Fuck it, yeah. All right. So, um, obviously, just before we go, Aaron, do you want to have any shout? You know, use this time to shout out anything you want. Go for it. There's so many. Um, check out Mindfest. We're going to be amazing because there's a sick set of bands on there. Um, donate if you can. If you can't make the gig, there's like donation links on there. We're going to be trying to do like charity things to get you to donate. And I might put shirts on soon. Um, I know it's not till next year and it's pretty crazy, but maybe just buy a shirt. That'd be quite cool uh, to help out. And it looks awesome. If you haven't seen it, check out the Mindfest page. Lawrence Crow, absolute legend. There's so many people to thank, but I can't because there's too many. So massive love to anyone who supports the festival. And um, if you do have any problems with your mental health, go and get help. It's so important. Even if you think, oh, no, I'll be all right, just talk to somebody. You're really not losing anything. Uh, you've got Samaritans. You've got Mind. It's all out there. I put the numbers on there um, as much as I can uh, in places. So, yeah, talk to someone. It's really important. Definitely, definitely re reiterate that. Um, if you're ever feeling any, you know, down in any sort of way, it doesn't have to necessarily be depression or anything like that. If, you, if you're having any sort of you know, bad thoughts, you know, talk to somebody about it, do something about it, don't live in the dark. But yeah, exactly. um, that's a really good way to win the show. Um, brilliant. So thank you everybody for watching and listening to Put It To The Panel. We'll be thank back next Sunday. And uh, we'll catch you all later. So have a good evening and see you later. Thanks for having me, guys. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Bye. Bye-bye.